Howdy, Mountaineers. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli here with Sydney Wentz, and this is The Girls Who Get It. And this week, it apparently means allergies. So if I'm sounding a little bit scratchy, that's why. I just want to apologize ahead of time for that. Um, but there's no time to talk about that now because we've got a lot to cover. First of all, Spotify Wrapped came out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. November 30th. Yeah. So literally the day after we recorded last time, which is so foul, but whatever. Now, Sydney, I know you use Apple. So I have what did, Apple Music Replay. What did your Apple Replay look like this year? So I like Apple, and I'm going to vouch for my for my Apple Music users here. You get your top 15 in everything. So it isn't just five. It's your top 15. So I got like a really broad scope. Um, I take it no one is going to be surprised. My top artist this year was Taylor Swift. Real. Um. Notable appearances are, even though they were kind of late in the game additions for me this year, are Noah Khan, Ian Munsick, Miley Cyrus. Um, Morgan and Zach both dropped a few spots. Luke Comb claimed second. Kelsey Ballerini is still at five. She's still slaying. Um, I have a gripe to play with my top song. Okay. My top played song is the first song that comes on in my car when my car connects the Bluetooth. So it's Ain't Far From It by Luke Combs. This is the third year in a row this song has been my top song. It's a decent song. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. I, I actively choose to listen to it. But I think that's funny is the second song that pops up on my car Bluetooth. So if I forget to change the music yet, like if I'm like disassociating in my car, you know, as one does in these trying times nearing finals week. Um, num- my number 15 song is the second song in my Apple Music <laughs> library, which is Ain't There Yet by Maddie and Tay. Okay, real. So the, the country music is country music gang. I have my most notable appearances on my songs list are All of the Girls You Love Before by Taylor Swift. True, so real. Um, Dawns by Zach Bryan featuring Maggie Rogers at seven. And at number 11, Nonsense by my girl Sabrina Carpenter. Honestly, her outros to that song are Mm. my favorite thing ever. My album shocked me, though. This is my last point. My album shocked me. One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen was my number one album. Oh. And the reason that this shocks me is I think I actually listened to his last album more this year than I did this one. So that's what was interesting to me. I have Getting Old by Luke Combs. I do not have Growing Up, which kind of shocked me. I have both Lucky albums by Megan Maroney, the regular and the deluxe version, and both versions of Kelsey Ballerini's EP, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat, on my albums. I also have both of the Taylor's versions that were released this year, both 1989 and Mm. Speak Now made it. Speak Now was four. 1989 was ten. I would like to put some reference into this for you. They stopped tracking on November 30th. November 30th is the day they stopped tracking. And 1989 came out. October 27th. I played that thing 167 times. Stop it. Yes. It was, it, it got off my last page. It was 10 out of 15. And I listened to it for 30 days. 
if you can't tell, I really like Taylor Swift. Grew up a massive Swifty. That's so sweet. All right, let's go to you. I have Spotify pulled up on my phone right now. Do you want me to blast you? Do you want me to put you on blast? Well, actually, I have Spotify pulled up on my phone right now. (laughs) But, so, I mean, mine mine was pretty much exactly what I was expecting, what anyone was expecting. Uh, Coming in at number five on my top artists was Olivia Rodrigo, who dropped Guts this year, which I listened to a lot. Uh, number four was the one and only uh, Harold Edward Styles. Uh, number three was Lana Del Rey, who just released a cover of "Take Me Home, Country Roads" and on it's December first. Best thing ever! It was absolutely gorgeous. That's what I'm playing after wins now. So I'm sorry, sorry Johnny D, sorry Charles Wesley Godwin. I'm playing Lana. Um, and that's that's just what it is. But we won't talk about that right now. Number two is a surprise to literally no one. The icon, the legend, the moment herself, the partial owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Taylor <laughs> Allison Swift. Partial. <laughs> <laughs> Their mother, for real. And last but not least, my number one artist with a grand total of 2,021 minutes this year. Drum roll, please. Zach Bryan. Again. Zachary Lane Bryan. Shocking? Not at no. all. The only thing, the only thing that kind of surprised me a little bit uh, about my rap this year was Noah Khan didn't get into no, my top No Noah Khan. I was going to say no Noah Khan. No, which I guess I didn't really start listening to him until part part of the way through the year. I don't know. I don't, I thought I listened to him more than that. I, I didn't know. think I listened to him enough to have him that high in my See, top. I. 15. I thought he was going to knock Harry Styles off because I don't listen to Harry Styles that often. And Harry Styles didn't release an album this year. Noah Khan has released like a bunch of remixes and all that kind of stuff. He's assembling the Folk Avengers. Exactly. Like he's released a lot in 2023. Harry Styles hasn't released anything for like two years. But alas, I have not escaped the British reign, unfortunately. Now my top songs. My number five. (laughs) I Remember Everything by Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. We've sang that on here a lot. Number four, Dawns by Zach Bryan featuring Maggie Rogers. Number three, Oklahoma City by Zach Bryan. (laughs) Number two, putting a little twist on it here, All My Love by Noah Kahn. So Noah Kahn didn't make my top artists. But that is literally one of your top songs. Yeah, my number two song was All My Love. It's such a bang. And my number one song, my soundtrack of 2023, Washington Lilacs by Zach Bryan. <laughs> it, is, it is literally, it is literally the freaking, uh, it is literally the freaking uh, TikTok sound. No, it's Jimmy I, Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy I, Buffett. I made a TikTok to that sound with my top songs <laughs> because I was like, he he took over. Which granted, I did see Zach Bryan in May, so I was kind of on a kick. But and the funny thing is, an, another thing that surprised mm-hmm. me: Taylor Swift was my number two artist, right? My number one song from her this year was "Exile," <laughs> featuring Bon Iver, and it wasn't, and it was my twenty eighth song. Who hurt you? I love. And, like, especially when I have, like, allergies like this, I turn it on because I can finally hit Bon Iver's notes. And it's really fun. But anyway, but it was my 28th song. It uh-huh. wasn't even, like, top 20. And she was still my number two artist, which is kind of crazy. I guess I just listened to a lot of her music. I but- would like to throw back to last year when literally, so I took a road trip with my friends over spring break. And we listened. We watched on the last night the movie 
the DCOM, Disney Channel original movie, mm-hmm. Starstruck. <gasps> Starstruck and, goes so hard. And we <laughs> played this album on repeat for the entire <laughs> Please tell me it made it into your Spotify rap. Please tell me it made it. So, the song Hero <laughs> was like my <laughs> Gosh, when I open <laughs> my Apple Music replay for 2022, that's the song that plays when it talks about your top songs. Stop it right now. I, I, we're gonna have to edit that because I'm losing the entire time. I'm glad we're so happy right now. That's hilarious, but. Because we're going to start getting into some predictions coming up. So I want to know, do you have any predictions for your Apple Music replay next year? Like, are there any trends you're seeing in your music that you think are going to carry into next year? I mean, I'm a, you all know my path and my journey. So I think as I head into this year, I'm hoping that I will not only be listening to a lot more artists across genres and across country music, but I'm hoping that I'm going to get into some of my um, independent artists and just people that my station or wherever I'm going to end up is going to support and really champion. I think that's the beautiful thing about wanting to work in something like radio in the music industry is you really do get to kind of be there for the start of a lot of really beautiful things for some really cool people. So I think that's just going to be something. It's just like my own personal listening and like taking stock and like the people that I'm meeting along the road of like my first year out in the industry yeah. as like a professional. So that's honestly, sick. that's my... See, my my prediction, I think Noah Khan is going to get into my next year. Oh, I think he will for mine, too. I think he's going to kick Harry Styles out, honestly. Because unless Harry Styles releases new music, I don't think he's going to be in there much longer just because I don't, like, actively seek out his music much more. Um, Another prediction, I think, I think Dylan Gossett is going to make it into my Spotify wrapped Mm. next year. Because because his big song right now is Cole. Have you heard it? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. It's a banger. And then he released an EP this year. Also goes so hard. And I like le- I like him a mm-hmm. lot. So I think he's going to make it. And I've been on, and I've also been on a Phoebe Bridgers kick recently. <laughs> Boy Genius. I mean, Boy Genius, yeah, but like mostly just Phoebe Bridgers, specifically Punisher. The album is beautiful. But uh, so we might see a Phoebe Bridgers appearance or two next year. That's my, uh, that's my Those Spotify rap prediction. Now, I'm about to make another bold prediction. Okay. West Virginia University will win a natty this year. And let me tell you why I'm not crazy. Okay? So first of all, our soccer cans are literally going to Louisville this weekend to play in the Final Four of the Men's College Cup, right? They're two wins away from the national championship. The first of those wins has to be against Clemson, who was ranked number nine in the tournament compared to the Mountaineers' five. So we're ranked higher than them in the tournament. That still doesn't give them a pass because Clemson is actually a really tough team. So it'll be a little rocky. Like, it's not like a gimme win just because we're ranked higher. And then in the event that we beat Clemson, we'll play the winner of Oregon State versus Notre Dame, where Oregon is unranked and Notre Dame is ranked two. So ideally, Oregon State pulls off an upset and makes the championship game easier for us, but I don't know. But... Like, we're there. We're the second highest ranked team there right now. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, rankings don't really play into yeah. it much. Oh, yeah. 
once you get into Final Four kind of things because that's where everything hits the fan. Yeah. But, um, I think we have a chance. I think this soccer team has a huge chance to win it just because we're already in the Final Uh Four. Now, what? what, what? Oh, I was just going to say that coming from a background in high school where I saw my school make a run, if not a win, of state championships every year in sports. It is very refreshing to be going into the end of my uh, like first semester of my last year of college with some with some memorable sporting events. Exactly, exactly. Now you can watch the men's soccer team go for NCAA gold Friday, December eighth, at six p.m. on ESPNU, where they will play the. Their semifinal. Whoa, I'm so sorry. This this entire podcast is just me fighting the microphone, and my Every urge week. to use my hands to speak. My apologies. Friday, December eighth at six p.m. on ESPNU is our semifinal game, which is where we will play Clemson. So be there or be square. Now, should the soccer team miss out on a natty this year? I still have a delusion to live in because the women's basketball team is still, yes, still undefeated right now. Undefeated. Eight games into the season, brand new coach Mark Kellogg has not lost as a Mountaineer. And he's coached eight games for the Mountaineers. We watched last night at production. I'm going to... Our girls were killing it. I'm going to knock on wood. But... Granted, the ladies have not started conference play yet. So once they get into the Big 12, that might get a little more difficult just because most of the schools are playing right now are smaller. Now, last night... I sorry, played, a, played a beautiful game against Penn State last night. At the night. time of recording last night. By this by this point, it'll be Monday night. Yeah. But played against ranked Penn State and played phenomenally. I mean, just... So I wasn't able to go to the game... But I caught the second half of it on TV at home. And just like just from the bit that I caught between what I was doing and the fact that I kind of just had it playing, J.J. Quinterly, obviously, I think the last I had heard, she was leading the team with like 20 points. And it was like her, like, what was it? Like third something game in a row with more than 20 points. So she's killing it. Jayla Hemingway was playing really well when I was watching. Tavi Diggs. And then there were a few coming off the bench that were playing really well. So, I mean, yeah, conference play is going to get tougher, but that might not even be a concern if they keep playing the way that they are. Like, they they are scrappy. Like, did you, when, when you were watching it, did you notice that? Like, they... They, I think women in general play basketball scrappier. And oh, why yeah. I enjoy watching women's basketball. I mean, we had steals. We had rebounds. There were, because there were a couple of plays that Quinterly got off that I was like, that was beautiful. That was phenomenal. Like, you slayed that. I need to stop using the word slay in reference to sports just because I don't know that it holds the same weight or the same meaning or that people really enjoy me using it. But I'm going to say it anyway. I she say slayed swag. it. I say swag. Ah, she. I don't know. She. She in swagged. My, it doesn't have the in same. In my. In my. I'm in my Justin Bieber era. Real. Oh my gosh. So swag, waggy. Swag. Swag on you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
all this to say. We're on one today. <laughs> those girls can play some dang defense. And the basketball baddies next game is December 10th at the Coliseum at 2 p.m. So I will be making every possible effort to be there because I want to watch these girls in person. Which actually, that uh, ties into our last story. The men's soccer team was at the game last night. They posted a picture. They were all posted up watching the girls. I said, those are two national champions. Uh, oh, oh, Who said oh, that? Oh, 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 said, did you guys oh, oh. hear that breeze? What? There that was crazy. In the wind. And then on top of that, of course, we also have a really good baseball team that's coming up this year. Can we win a natty? I don't know. But we have the projected number one pick in the MLB draft. We split the Big 12 title last year. We could have hosted regionals if we had held it together at the end of the season last season. But... I, I mean, love baseball. I'm so excited for baseball. I'm not counting us out like, yet. It, I'm getting to the point in the semester, and I'm going to throw this one out to all my seniors, Like I'm getting to the point in the year where I'm starting to get really sentimental. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to hit me when I'm home over Christmas, and I'm just like talking to my family about like four years ago and what I was doing and getting ready to go to college and getting ready to graduate from high school. And now it's like I'm just like going to start embarking on my own journey. But like I... Really, I'm just looking forward to, like, everything I could possibly do heading into next semester. And I'm just thinking about, like, baseball season and basketball games and, like, just getting to, like, travel and do all of these fun things. And, like, just say yes to every, like, say yes and be in the moment for every experience, like, surrounding that last semester of college is going to, I think, be really something really cool. Oh, yeah. To get to be a part of. But speaking of women and soccer like we were just talking about a second ago the winner of the women's college cup has been determined with the florida state seminoles claiming a 5-1 victory over stanford to secure the title and yo that was like that was a good game now this i think was stanford's first uh trigger warning here um Stanford's first trip to the title since a uh, player from their team a few years ago uh, died by suicide in 2022. So they were kind of played this in tribute to her and made it to the national championship. That's really awesome. I mean, ended up not getting the title, but like, holy cow, making it all the way there. Yeah. And like, That's- tributing it to your teammate from, I think I think she played for them in 2019, which I think was the last time that they had been to the championship game. So that was a really sweet thing that Stanford did. Um and while Florida State is celebrating a national championship in women's soccer, they are bemoaning the lost opportunity of a different kind of football title. So the college football bowl selection was Sunday, and many are complaining that the NCAA was unfair, shocker, to Florida State, who won the ACC with an undefeated record. This is the first time an undefeated Power 5 conference championship or <clears throat> This is the first time an undefeated Power 5 conference champion has been left out of the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. With a mostly already established field mm-hmm. of one lost Texas, undefeated Michigan and undefeated Washington, mm-hmm. the decision kind of came kind of came down to Alabama and FSU. 
because they were wanting Alabama. But the thought process was if you have Alabama, you have to have Texas because Texas, like, crushed them at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Michigan went undefeated. They're on a Power 5 conference. Washington went undefeated. They're on a Power 5 conference. So you have to have them in there. But then FSU was also an undefeated Power 5 conference team. But it came, the deciding factor was schedule strength and player availability. So FSU is currently down to their third string quarterback Mm -hmm. as their first and second string are injured right now. And, but they did manage to pull off a win with said third string. Mm -hmm. But also, Alabama is SEC, which has a legacy of good football teams. And Alabama is a dynasty in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So they're even better. And then uh, FSU, is in the, FSU is in the ACC, which has, like, granted, I don't know that they're really considered a dynasty anymore. But Clemson, who I'm, was good for a long time. Yeah. I'm waiting for my spot to interject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I was just saying that. FSU is in also in a competitive conference, mm-hmm. but it's just comparatively like the SEC, I guess. is. It, if you like the SEC, skip ahead to about the 30 minute mark because oh we're about gosh. to we're about to I'm about to speak some speak some truth. I would first like to shout out my father um, who instilled these values in me. I am not a very big sports person, but my favorite day of the year for the last five years has been the college football selection show. Completely forgot it was going to be on Sunday. Normally it's on the Monday after because they sometimes play some games on Sunday of that weekend. Hop on on Sunday. I'm like an hour late and I see they've already picked. And I look and I see number one, Michigan, number two, Washington, number three, Texas, number four, Alabama. See number five, FSU and number five, Georgia. I would like to submit to you my original predictions. I had Michigan one, Washington two. Texas 3, FSU 4. I didn't, no offense to FSU, love them dearly, think they absolutely deserve to be there, did not think they were going to go the distance. Michigan will win the national championship this year. As much as it breaks my little Ohio State heart to say that, Michigan will be the national champion this year, and if they're not, that's a problem. See, I also thought if FSU was in it, that they would be 4. Just. I had, originally I had Georgia 5, Bama 7. Ohio State 6. I switched it to Bama 5, Georgia 7, when Bama won. Because they were 8. I didn't expect them to jump into the top 4. Because that's a little drastic in my God-honest opinion. But we're going to talk about schedule strength. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about schedule strength. Two years ago, Georgia was the best team in college football. They're still a very good college football team. One of the better college football teams. But they're not the best team in college football. And you know why? You know why they're winning in the SEC? Because Bama is playing SEC teams. Bama is playing the SEC schedule. Georgia's schedule, they're playing SEC teams. But they are speckled in amongst Division II cake schools. We called them that. Sorry, they're cake schools. Their season is a cakewalk. The last two seasons has been a cakewalk. And they have been expected to beat Alabama if they're gonna keep that number one spot because this happened last year Bama got snubbed even though they won the title against Georgia Georgia is expected to beat Alabama if they want to keep that spot they gave them a grace period last year in my god honest opinion 
and now they're having their reckoning. I woke up, and I was heartbroken for Florida State, and I kind of laughed at Georgia. As a Bulldog fan, I kind of laughed at Georgia because everyone was going off about Florida State. Everyone was in an uproar about Florida State. And nobody cared that and Georgia Kirby, didn't And Kirby it. Smart said something about Georgia, and no offense, no one outside of Georgia's fan base cared. Yeah. Because they'd been in the national championship the last three years. This team, if you want to talk, here's my issue with talking about schedule strength, is I think it just depends on who has the money to place it where. Because Georgia has the money, Georgia and Alabama have the money in their program to place money where they can to play easier teams. They can get those smaller schools to come and play at their home field and blow them out. And beef up their record. And beef up their record. But if you want to talk about schedule strength, the strongest schedules this year, that was, I mean, there was a moment, and it might just be me living in my delusion because I'm from Ohio, Michigan played a tough game against Ohio State. Oh, yeah. That was a very back-and-forth game. No, That is a schedule strength football game that puts you number one in college football. Michigan-Ohio State. I cannot believe I'm hyping up Michigan right now. I actually kind of want to puke in my mouth. I'm so sorry to my mom and dad. Michigan-Ohio State and then the Iron Bowl were, like, the best games I saw, like, rivalry weekend. Mm-hmm. And I and that's my thing. Washington is a 13-0 team. Texas... I, I appreciate still, though, that Texas is ahead of Alabama because Texas did beat Alabama. I think if you're going to switch those teams, you're getting a little... You're getting a little audacious if you're going to switch those teams. Um, But, you know, I'm just a little heartbroken. But the thing that I appreciate most about this, because oftentimes a lot of teams will be like... They'll have their coach get on and they'll be like, yeah, obviously we're upset that we were not uh, chosen, but we respect the committee's decision. Yeah. The ACC commissioner and Florida State's head coach both said this is downright disrespectful. Yeah. Downright disrespectful to the ACC undefeated conference champion of a Power Five conference to be left out of the top four ranking going for the national championship is downright disrespectful. I appreciated and respected their anger. Because normally it's not very outward. I appreciated that before the head coach could say anything, the ACC commissioner is like, I'm going to pop off on somebody. Yeah, and because I saw a couple people bring up another point. Because essentially, Mm -hmm. FSU didn't make it because their quarterbacks were injured. So then they brought up the point of if teams are essentially getting punished – for their players getting injured, does that mean they're going to start breaking rules to hide injuries or get players back quicker? This is so important to talk about because it's going towards the mental health standpoint, the physical health standpoint, and more importantly, I think that we often, and I'm going to call out West Virginia right now, we don't have professional sports. The... West Virginia University sports are our state's professional sports. That's why our fan base is so huge and, like, devoted, because this is the biggest sports program we have. Yes, yes, yes. But we cannot lose sight of the fact that these are essentially still children. They are 18 to 24 years old. 
unless they're playing their COVID eligibility years and they're nearing their like early 30s, <laughs> gonna gonna throw that out there just to be honest. They're essentially kids. They're coming from high school. They are getting onto the biggest stage they've ever been on. Some of them the biggest stage they'll ever be on. And they're trying to do right for whatever reason they wanted to do. To uphold their scholarship. To make their family and friends proud. To do whatever. And it makes me really emotional. It breaks my heart to see things like what Jordan Travis said. Where he's just apologizing. I saw that. Where he's just apologizing to his fan base and to his family and to his team because that's a kid like that's someone's child and that kid is injured and he is doing everything he can for his team. And that breaks my heart to see that that was put on a, like a kid. And, like, literally, I think in his apology, he said, I wish I would have broken my leg earlier in the literally, season so I could be better by now. And no, that- not even that. So that people could see that team with that third string quarterback still winning. Like, that's the thing that sucks. And I can't believe I'm crying over a team that isn't our school. But it literally just upsets me so much to see that that much pressure is put on these people. Like, they're literally just college kids. Like, they're just college athletes. And it's like, I understand that they're vying to work on a professional level. And we could get into talking about money. And we could get into saying these kids have NIL deals and they have endorsements. But I think that's why people were so against giving college kids money for so long. is because this is what happens when you do that. They're no longer college athletes. They're professional athletes just on a smaller level. And they're working their way up to those pro teams. You're essentially just making it a different level. And it just upsets me to see that this is the way we're treating college kids who are really just doing everything they can to represent their school well and do so well. So, yes, Florida State, congratulations. You've made me cry for the first time on a podcast <laughs> in four years. I'm I'm genuinely rooting for Florida State. I really hope that they win that bowl game. I really hope that they, what, what did they end up going finish to? their season undefeated. What's the – It's a, is it the Orange Bowl? It I think it, I think it's be. sugar. It's rose and cotton. It's either sugar or orange bowl. Sugar is the biggest one. That's not Sh- the championship. No, it's cotton and rose bowl are the two is that it? go for the national championship. And then I think it's the sugar and the orange bowl is the one below it. Oh I yeah, cannot, it's the orange bowl. I literally cannot believe I'm crying right now. But that just it makes me so sad to see that kid in this like in the state that he's in. And that team oh, should, it's Georgia FSU. I hope mm-hmm. they throttle Georgia. That team should, but that team should be really proud of themselves for everything they've done this year. And I hope that they know that the world is behind them. Okay, I, I mean, hope they really know that. What does that say about their depth that they pulled off a win against Louisville with their third string quarterback? Like, hello, like if yeah, if you if you can go two guys deep into your bench and the rest of your team can still. That made me so mad, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the many reasons that I have declared myself conductor of the NCAA hate train. Because I literally texted Kaylee this morning and I said, "We're going to talk about how the CFP selection committee just robs people of joy." Like it's, I know you can't mm-hmm. please everyone, but like that's an, a basic thing, though. Like if an you want to talk about Power Five conference champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, we knew we were going to talk about this and we were prepared for it, but I didn't expect to get that emotional. So I'm, 
I'm like so caught off guard, but this is what I've been saying is like this semester I really appreciated it because I now find myself when I go home, if I'm home at a certain time of the day, like I'm turning on sports. Like I never used to watch sports. I never used to be super dedicated to it, but from doing this and doing research and like getting really invested and just like exploring sports, like I really do love it. Like, I watch Pat McAfee every day. I love Pat McAfee. <laughs> I watch Pat McAfee every day. I listen to New Heights every week. Like, I'm just getting really, really invested in, like, my sports knowledge. And I appreciate it. But it's made me get really dedicated in a very emotional way. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get ahead of myself. So I need to shut myself up right now. But there's something that I'm really excited about that I need to talk about in a little bit. But okay. first, I have a very important question for you. Okay. <clears throat> Is mayonnaise an instrument? See, I don't know if it's an instrument, but Duke's Mayo is a bowl, and the West Virginia Mountaineers are going to it December 27th, 5.30, Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going bowling, baby. I'm going bowling, baby. You're going... You are going bowling, baby. I'm going bowling, baby. I would like to (laughs) shout her out, because she listens. My, My friend, Anna... Is from North Carolina. I'm not going to out where she lives because that's people's personal information. My friend Anna is from North Carolina and we will be going bowling together. And I'm so excited. She listens to this podcast and she texts me every week and tells me how much she loves us. So I'm going to shout out, shout out, uh, give a listener a little shout out. Hey girl. Um, but we will be going to the bowl game. I like texted my, I, my rule was if it wasn't Christmas Eve. And it wasn't, like, the day after Christmas... You were going. ...that I was going. Because, like, before Christmas, we have a lot of celebrations with family and stuff. The day after I... I'm fighting with the microphone now. The day after, I kind of want to take time and, like, do my thing. But that 27th, I was really hoping for, like, the 27th to the 30th sweet spot... But I also wanted us to get a good bowl. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I really did want us to get a good bowl. I think we have a great bowl. Yeah, Duke's Mayo isn't a bad bowl. Um, We're playing an ACC team. Like, we're playing a really good ACC team. They're hilarious on Twitter. Oh, yeah. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, so funny. Like, even last night. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. But last, like, last night they did, like, that little handshake thing. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the Mountaineers, UNC, and then it had wins over Pitt in the middle. And I said, they get it. They get it. They get it. <laughs> I get love it. Duke's Mayo Bowl on Twitter. They're so funny. <laughs> but no, I think this is going to be, and this is what I was saying, is, like, this is going to be one of those really fun things i'm so grateful and happy i get to go i really do want to shout out west virginia for like appreciating that students would want to go I oh got yeah my tickets to the school so I'm and honestly to shout get out to, to duke's mayo bowl because they would also be in charge of like yes. offering student tickets i'm excited to get to go and be a part of our student section and cheer us on and but hopefully we hopefully we beat them because similar to virginia tech i have no idea what a tar heel is it's a kind of ram i think we it's don't like a- have to we don't have to actually know the answer. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. <laughs> we don't actually know Sorry. <laughs> a hokey is a turkey and a tar heel is a ram, but that doesn't matter right now because their names are stupid and we're gonna beat them. Ex- exactly. Amen. But um but no, because actually that was another interesting thing. We like apparently traded bowls. 
Mm-hmm. Like we were supposed to have a West Coast Bowl, but they're like, okay, we were supposed to go to Phoenix and play in the Pop Tart Bowl. Exactly, but they were like, one, West Virginians aren't going to go to Phoenix. I would have loved to be in the Pop Tart Bowl. I'm not going to lie to you, just because it's the freaking Pop Tart Bowl. I would have loved to have been in the Pop Tart Bowl. Like that'd be so slay. But also, I feel like the Mayo Bowl is also a slay, and I think they wanted us because there's a lot of alum. Mm-hmm. In, there's a lot of WVU alum in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and. Mountaineers travel. Yeah. Like we like Oh, I when literally we were, when we were in the Orange Bowl in 2013, the amount mm-hmm. of gold and blue in that stadium. Crazy. I was I was frantically texting my parents being like, "I need to know if you will kill me if I go to Charlotte 2 days after Christmas cuz I have to go get these tickets today cuz there will not be any more tomorrow." Exactly. See, I already knew my parents would kill me so I answered that question. No, no, but, no. I I asked because they'll, they're probably like, she wants to go to a sporting event? <gasps> Holy crap. <laughs> My parents would be like, you're buying another ticket? Oh. Yeah. I buy all the tickets. But If um, I wasn't going to get them through the school, guess where I was going to get them? Vivid Seats. Sp- sponsor us, Vivid Please Seats. Please sponsor me, Vivid Seats. Yeah, I love I, you. If we win this game, are we going on a Neil Brown redemption arc? So... I'm going to plug the entire opinion section of the DA this week. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk about this. I, I I teased it in last week's Snow Day Delirium episode that oh I, gosh. I have worked at the DA since the second day of my freshman year. Second day of your freshman year. Started school on a Wednesday, had my meeting to start on a Friday, recorded my first Monday in Morgantown that Sunday. So your third day of Dog. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> We're in journalism. We don't do math. It's okay. Dog. <laughs> don't dog me like that today, dude. <laughs> don't dog me like that today. Anyway, I've been working here for four years, and I have never written anything. I've worked strictly in multimedia. I've written scripts. I've never written an article. This week... In the printed paper that the world is going to see, because like you can you can go to our website if you want to. You really should, because that's where our podcast live, and that would be so so slay if you just listen to everything we made. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I'm probably gonna keep a lot of the coughing in just for comedic relief for, for the of uh, of the winter season. It's allergies. It's not even winter. But I am writing an opinion piece. On the top five Christmas albums you need to listen to this year. I've already listened to one of them because I already know all of the albums in it. And I've listened to one and it's actually really good. Yeah, no, they're so slight. I'm not going to tell you the albums. Maybe I will post my official ranking of the five that I picked (gasps) on Instagram when I plug the story. Because the paper, so when this comes out, the paper is already out when this podcast comes out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So go look at it. And then Luke Blaine, our amazing sports editor, Slay, wrote a piece in the favor of Sir Neil Brown. Favor of Neil Brown. And why he should stay. And he actually, we were discussing it last night, and he actually does have some very good points. Um, and I and I am gonna I'm gonna respect the Neil Brown hype for a moment. Because he we are, we did, we were projected to finish last. Yeah. In the Big 12. And, and we 
in the words of Charles Wesley Godwin. 14. 14. 14. We finished tied for fourth. Yeah. In the Big 12. 8-4 and four record. 8-4 and four record. Four respectable losses, too. We have actually, now that I think about it, Neil Brown's been here for five years, and we've, this is our third bowl game we've gone to with Neil Brown as coach. Because mm-hmm. we went the fall, the winter of my senior year of high school in 2019. Yeah, it was like. We went in 20, did we go in 20 or 21? That's a very good, I think 21. We went in 21, and now we're going again in 23. Because it was the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Yes, yes. The Camping World Bowl, and then now the Duke's Mayo Bowl. No, not in that order. I actually yeah. think Camping World Camping was first. Camping World was first. We played Army. And that was the one that, oh my gosh, no Yeah, way. Camping World was yeah. first. We played Army when I was in high school. Guaranteed Rate, we played Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now we're playing... The North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm North sorry, that was, Carolina. A hor- that was a horrible... No, because... Down so, Carolina? No, there's different accents oh, for the Carolinas. Alabama and Georgia have a different draw than North and South Carolina. Oh, no, I have family in South Carolina. They're, I, lo- I love different Carolina brain. accents. They're so sweet. Different brain. But, um, yeah, so, WVU in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, December 27th. That's a really long wait. But... If you're hungry for a big game now, I mean now, right now. Literally right now. Like, like when t- this it, when this is released, Kaylee and I will be at this event. Exactly. When, actually, no, not the time that this is released. This, this will probably be released if you're, a if, little bit before if, we get there. If you're listening to this, we may or may not be at this event because we have been talking for 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But Wednesday, December 6th. Yes. At 9 p.m. Yep. The WVU men's basketball team mm-hmm. is facing the Pitt Panthers. Boom! At 9 p.m. It's a blackout game. No, no, no. So this, this is what I was so excited about, Sydney. You don't understand. Okay. okay. So WVU men's basketball posted a video the other day of the icon, the legend himself, Dejon Butler. Okay. Walking past the case that has their final four blackout uniforms in them. Oh, my God. They have it on Deshaun Butler. He walks past the uniform. Screen goes, or no, screen cuts to a lamp. Hand reaches out, shuts the lamp off. If we do throwback final four blackout jerseys, from 2010, Sydney, I might just scream. I'll scream and cry. I think and we'll both be screaming and crying. In the lower standing student. Because to bring that back when Deshaun Butler is coaching. The, oh. I'll scream and cry and throw up in the lower standing student section. You don't understand. I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to see the uniforms. <gasps> but anyway. So I have to say, I know genuinely, I have a point to... The blackout thing. I went to a golden blue high school. Oh. <laughs> and now I go to a golden blue college. I never thought I'd get to do a blackout game. Because, like, Penn State does the whiteout. That's their huge, huge thing. Um, Ohio State will do, like, the scarlet outs. They'll do grays. They'll do 
blacks and whites. So I was like, we're never going to get a blackout. We get true blue. We get true blue when we get gold rush. And obviously I think gold rush is cooler than anything ever. But I just, I do own like black West Virginia merch and it's some of my favorite pieces. And and I'm very excited for my game day fit. The fact that for our, tomorrow. The fact that like a majority of our brand is coal, I'm surprised we haven't done a blackout sooner than this. Like, hello? This is so no. sick. I'm so excited. See, so my high school was orange and black. Mm-hmm. So I have done several blackouts. But like in the a blackout in the Coliseum against Pitt, that is going to be so sick. And I'm sorry, I don't I don't care how we're playing. I don't care how Pitt's playing. Pitt is always at a disadvantage when they come to Morgantown. Oh, 100%. Because that Coliseum is going to be rocking. Like, you know I, you know the Swift Quake mm-hmm. in Seattle mm-hmm. well, in the, during the Ares tour? That's going to happen here. It's going to uh, Earthquake in West Virginia. I remember it was, a, it was a Gold Rush game not last year, but two years ago when they last were here for this game in basketball. And it is actually, I think, one of my favorite memories of WVU basketball is me standing in lower standing with all of my friends in our gold. I remember I like nearly tackled one of the slushy people trying to get me and my friend like those like the like slushies they carry around. Zools go so the frozen lemonades. You know, I remember I almost tackled the man carrying them and I was like throwing cash at him and it was just such a chaotic and fun time. And I'm so excited to have that chaotic and fun time again with you, my girl. Yeah, catch us at the Coliseum lining up to get front of lower standing. Oh hell yeah. I'm I'm gonna be I have I have my makeup planned out, I have my outfit planned out. We're ready. Go hard or go home, baby. Literally. But Coliseum, by the time this comes out tonight at 9 p.m., blackout against Pitt. Now, the team, the men's basketball team did lose to St. John's this past Friday. Because, and it's, it's one of those forgivable issues given our circumstances. Mm -hmm. Because we, WVU has always been a first half school. Football, basketball, whatever. We can play a good first half. We cannot follow it up with a good second half. That's what happened to the basketball team on Friday. We played a really good first half, but because our issue is we have eight people that can play. Mm -hmm. So they're tired. Like, you can tell by the end of the game they're gassed. Like, their faces are red. They just, they slow down. They start missing shots. And it's it's not really their fault because you can condition them all you want. But, like... You can only play basketball so hard for so long, and when you're playing against people who have rested in this game longer than you, it just mm-hmm. sucks that they're in that kind of position. But I did find out the other day because I was talking to, um, I was I was with I was at the game with my friend and her boyfriend, and I was talking to him about like, gosh, I can't wait until we have like more of our team, and he said, yeah, Kirk Crease's suspension is up, the game after the pit game. So the pit game is the last game that he is suspended. So he cannot play in the pit game. But it's the one after that that he'll be back for. Isn't that when we start conference play? I think so. Then we're in our reputation era. Reputation era. We're in our reputation era, gents. No, reputation era starts at the blackout. Actually, the WVU blackout is an Easter egg for reputation. (laughs) Mother, mother, 
Queen, reach out and tell us if this is real. Queen Mother, when are you dropping Reputation Taylor's version? Anyway, um, to round out this episode, we would like to give a little shout out to a December grad of our own. Um, our multimedia editor manager, Caitlin Aloise. I, I already cried once and I'm probably going to Is graduating in December. So I will let... Or I will, I will say, Caitlin has been nothing but a sweetheart to me this entire semester I've been working here. Like, she helps me out. She has texted me and said, I just want to let you know you're doing so well and I'm so glad you're, you're, like, on, like, working with the DA now and I love listening. And, like, it's just because I, I love reinforcement. (laughs) But that's, like, just, like, the fact that she just takes a second to reach out and say, hey, you're doing really well. Or, like, when I would film for Monday in Morgantown, she would say, hey, thanks for filling in. And she was like, like I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And thank you for being a team player. Like, it's like she takes the time to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's just such a sweetheart. And she does such a good job at what she does. And I have had a great time doing this podcast under her and Sydney. But now I think Sydney has a few more things to say than I do. So I will let her take it away. And uh, let's see mm-hmm. what the cry tally ends up at. When... <laughs> When Caitlin uh, stepped up, and I've worked under three completely different um, editorial staffs at the DA. I've been on three completely different editorial staffs at the DA. I've seen so many people change and grow and become really amazing people here. And Caitlin is one of those really amazing people. Caitlin is one of those really amazing people. Um not only has she been such a joy to work with as a boss who gives really, really awesome feedback, she has become a really, really good friend. Um, it will be very different without her here. We will miss her tons. Um, and Aiden, who is stepping up, is going to be absolutely lovely, but he does have some very big shoes to fill. <laughs> so I know she listens to this before it goes out. So, Caitlin, I do just want to say... Hey, Bestie Boo, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you for graduating, and I think you're going to do amazing things wherever you go, and I hope that the next person who gets to call you their boss is as lucky as I am and as grateful as I am to get to call you that, as well as an amazing, amazing friend. So thank you for everything you've done for us, and we will we'll, we'll miss you lots. Cry Tally is two. <laughs> Cry Tally is two, guys. Well, that Why am I said- crying? Like, why? Today's know. an emotional day, guys. It's just... Seasonal depression, maybe? <laughs> it maybe. is It is pretty dreary outside. Maybe. It's snowing today. That's when the tears start. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it starts. is. Ew, why is it snowing? But anyway, that being said, Caitlin at the DA or wherever her little wings fly her to um, will always be one of the girls who get it. Absolutely. So, keep on listening. Uh, at the daonline.com slash podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. Um, we'll see you in 2024. Literally. Um, Our graduation year. Oh, sh- oh, 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 no. <laughs> we will see you next year. First couple weeks of January. Sharp. Because the girls who Get it.